Welcome to Night Moods HDQ. It's Michael here in the lab, and you are going to be on a special ride. We're getting things linked up with the radio show. Welcome into all the channels and all of our podcast channels for night two of Church Hurts. Gotta make sure we got the promotions going. We got 30 seconds out before we jump back in the radio show. Night two in the series of Church Hurts. Oh, that was close. Had hit the button. Want to welcome you all back into Night Moves HDQ. It is Michael here on this side of the bridge, starting out inspiration for a special 45 minutes or so. Linking everybody up here on the radio channel, as well as our podcast channels, and live streaming right now for all of those listening, all of you night owls, checking in the lab on this side of the theater wall that I'm looking at. Still making some changes. I want to welcome you into a special series called Church Hurts. I'm here at the bridge, as I'm always at the bridge. When we seems like when we begin opening up the channels, I'm at the bridge. And you know, that's what we do. Uh, we're inspiration and relaxation. We just finished the relaxation side and now heading into inspiration. For a series of church hurts. And if you've been hurt by your local church, your regional church, whatever church that you have supplied your heart. And your mind and your soul too we're going to be uh, helping you during this series last night I began to unveil the seven warnings and I realized as I was doing some more studying on this because I didn't I've never been hurt by church hurt um, or church abuse I call it church abuse church hurt is rapid in the Christian church, all denominations and religion, and you will find church hurt happening in kingdom churches as well. And why the distinction? Well, because Jesus taught about the kingdom of heaven in Matthew 4 and 17. We understand John the Baptist ushered in the kingdom, Matthew chapter 3 and verse 2. And so all these denominations and the Protestant denominations that came protesting the English king and the more specifically, the Catholic Church still hold ties to forms and bodies and methodologies and doctrines of the Catholic Church. So here we're making this distinction because I draw on truth and truth is the kingdom, truth is the foundation. And so going back to these church hurts that, you know, when you hear um, as many victims who are now in isolation, who don't know who to trust, don't know where to go, it really, you know, it, it just plays, you know, could it play with your mind? Sure. Could it affect your heart? Sure, certainly. It reminds me of what I talked about in the last show with, with uh, my spiritual brother Tim told me, my elder brother. In my first meeting with Tim, he had, instead of extending his hand, because leading up to this meeting, uh, we were told that him and I were going to be introduced to each other. And this was with a couple of ministries there in uh, Crown Point, Indiana, that wanted to meet because there was something about 
my life and his life that they wanted to connect. And that was the, the best connection of a, of a fellowship that I, that I know outside of my spiritual, my spiritual fathers who are now in heaven. But this spiritual connection, this in real life connection, we met at a Dairy Queen off of 65 down there heading into Lafayette, Indiana. And before he extended his hands out, he looked at me and he began to sob. And I'd never met Tim before. You know, we, we were in the same place at different times. And we both would hear, we got to get you connected with Michael. Um, Michael, we got to get you connected with this guy, Tim. He's, he's in the wilderness. And he's a prophet of God. He doesn't come out unless Father sends him out. And so I would hear this for, I don't know, a couple of months. Because I met him in February. And I got wind when I moved to Mar um, Munster, Indiana. Um, just giving you a little bit of a timeline here. Um, so I would hear in the different ministry meetings that I was attending when I left Chicago. And, you know... I'm literally nobody compared to, you know, your, your ministers who are on television and who have that high level of, of uh, influence. But in this region, they wanted me to connect with Tim. And so when we made that connection, instead of extending his hands out, I, I watched this grown man because Tim is, I believe, what is he? He's like a decade older than me. Thank he is, right? 10 or 11. 10 or 11. Jill's down here in the lab with me for the first time. We'll get her down for an interview on this week because it's, it's Women's Month, right? Um, he's about 11 years older than me. And I watched this grown man begin to sob in the middle of Dairy Queen. And it was in this restaurant that nobody was in this restaurant. It wasn't closed for business, but there was nobody. So this was a God appointment. And he looked at me sobbing and said, Michael, his voice was quivering. And he said, Michael, don't hurt the bride. They have been hurt enough. And that was my brand. I was branded at that moment. And then we got into our conversation. And eventually it was, oh, by the way, I'm Tim. And oh, by the way, I'm Michael. And then we shook hands. And then we have never been disconnected since that moment. Saying and hearing that. Now, saying those words. Michael, don't hurt the bride. They have been hurt enough. And then taking the journey as a son and less of importance as a minister and life coach and a founder to churches and ministries, when I hear and come into contact with so many others, whether they're just a part of the body, meaning they're not a, a, an elect officer or they're not an elect Got to watch my, my verbs, um, pronouns, I should say. They're not an elect uh, servanthood leader. They're not in the servanthood. They're not commissioned. Whether they're commissioned or not, when they're sharing their, their life and the patterns, and you hear these stories, and it's like being on that little merry-go-round thing, and you come off, and you get back on, and you come off, and it's like, how many people have literally been hurt by the church and have no no place, no platform to find healing from the organism and the organization that destroyed their life. And there are many ministries now who have been birthed in the last 20 some odd years and more who are, have been birthed to do what? 
God used them to heal these broken, wounded brothers and sisters. So you may be listening to the show tonight. Be a little different show tonight because I'm going to talk about sensitive things using sensitive language. Not offensive, but sensitive language to help you get through your, your breakthrough from church hurt. Drawing out of biblical scriptures. So if you want to message nightmoodshdq at gmail.com if you have a question or if you have a thought or if you want to just anonymously write in to the show and we can help you with resources and help you with spiritual influences not false teachers and false prophets and false all this other garbage but help you get connected okay breaking down the 12 signs now last night i talked about or an end last time i talked about 11 warning signs but indeed there are 12 warning signs i'm doing more of the work here so this subject bothers me because i take this election extremely serious with all honor to our creator because i didn't sign up for this i didn't go to theological school um, to come through to become a minister i wasn't ordained by a pastor or another apostle or anybody in the commission servanthood gifts to the church i was commissioned and taken on a massive journey to nepal and then when i came back i was affirmed with leadership tim being one of them so when i hear about these church hurts it literally makes me want to drive to the nearest church and I've asked Father for permission, but he's never allowed me to do that. So, you know, I just want to kick in the doors and just start shaking the hell in the brains out of some of these ministers. By what, why are you doing this to Father's beloved? To those who were redeemed by Jesus and have been subjected to hostile terrorists in the church. Yes, I said this. So I pulled this off of the net. Um, I just told how old I am. I said the net. I don't think people even talk about the internet that way. I pulled this off the net. What is church hurt? Church hurt is termed this way. It refers to the pain sometimes inflicted by religious institutions, religious denominations. It's a pain that distances, suffers from their communities and from God. It is increasingly prominent topic of discussion among the Christian clergy behind closed doors. How to deal with it? What are we going to say about it? How do we apply our doctrine to it or the ecclesiastical ways to handle it? Behind closed doors with the hope that in time or seasons that those times and seasons, as they shove it underneath the rug or put it on the shelf, hoping that it will become invisible or it will be taken away so that there will be no hostility towards the church. There will be no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Shame. Shame against the organization, the religious institution, these denominations under the veil of Christianity. And if it is in the kingdom, shame on you. Church hurt 
Now, there are some terms, and I'm going to break down the 11, uh, not the 11, the 12 warning signs. Looking at the 12 warning signs, I'm going to give you the 12 unhealthy warning signs. Now, I am sure you can Google this up. You'll find four steps here, six steps here, three ways to walk east, seven ways to walk west. But we're going to bring you always into truth. And this is to help you break through. Come out of church hurt to begin healing. And though it happened to you, there are things that you need to do to like unlock healing. For some, it will be needing to forgive the abuser or abusers because if there is abuser there are handlers underneath the abuser there are handlers behind the abuser hello to some of your elder boards that may not be the favorite but I said we're going to talk about some sensitive things sensitive areas we're going to do some surgery tonight and we're going to do some surgery during these four part series of how to break through church hurt. Now, if you want to get your hands on any of the notes for this, you can send an email over to nightmoodshdq at gmail.com and I'll be glad to give you the notes to help you. Because see, Night Moods has purpose and mission is to bring the night owls into the oasis and the lighthouse to liberate you. So I'm at the gate, we're at the bridge, the Holy Spirit is active and manifesting, and you're here. And someone's probably saying, well, get to the point. You're belaboring yourself. Twelve warning signs to help you get through this. This is some mess. Now, in these warning signs, I'm going to give you six topics, because I'm a man that need, that, that defines terms. And this is how I teach you. I will tell everybody. I, 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 I have been taught by the Holy Spirit terms. So terms mean something to me. So you want to watch for these signs in action. And there are six signs in action. And I give these actions terms. And these terms may not be understood or well known, but they are well thought out by the abuser. One is toxic. Extremely harsh and malicious and harmful. This person is intense. His is he is intentional with being toxic because he has not dealt with the toxicity in the world that he was a part of or that was done to said person. It's extremely harsh and malicious hurt. Now, hurt is to inflict physical pain. Church abuse is about hurt. It is poisonous. Hurt is to inflict with physical pain. It's a wound. I'm giving you definitions. These are terms. Hurt is to be substantial or material harm to another. Hurt is to cause damage with emotional pain and anguish. It's also to offend. That's what hurt does. It offends. To suffer pain or suffer grief causes damage or distress. Now, with distress, I want you to Look at John chapter 14 and verse 1. Jesus says, and let your heart not be troubled. Let your heart not be distressed. See, your, your heart is supposed to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. But for many of the vulnerable brothers and sisters, and there is no, there is no judging, 
your vulnerability happen because of trauma that happened to you and you have a wolf in sheep's clothing who is preying upon victims why would that be allowed in God's church because you have an illegal ruler still manifesting in earth seeking who he can possess to kill steal and destroy and he is seeking for anyone including ministers clergy who are open for his business see because you've been given by man this mantle and title of a clergy or servanthood and you're not holy to carry that out you're open for the wicked ones tricks to kill steal and destroy and he effectively manipulates influences those to do that so to offend means to cause or to bring someone to damage or to distress it, it, it brings up a natural wound in the mind in the soul and a spiritual wound this is a mental or emotional hurt or blow you feel this physically naturally and you feel this spiritually this is caused by the enemy to bring distance between you and God that is why this this happens now Michael I hear what you're saying why does God allow this to happen he should stop it because the enemy is not incarcerated and there's free will until the incarceration begins so God allows and this does not move him off of his throne because there is one who has not been incarcerated it is the adversary and he is roaring like a little lion seeking who he can kill steal and destroy kill what the body destroy the mind and steal your born-again status so real quickly I want you to know those and understand this I want you to know this and understand this the body needs to begin asking questions of its leaders and I say this all the time that the body needs to ask questions of your leaders you need to check you need to check you need to check their credentials see the word in the word Jesus talks about to judge them spiritually and then the Christian church has said no you don't judge anybody why 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 would leaders tell you you're not to judge anybody because they got skeletons in the closet that they don't want you to see but Jesus is talking about judging them spiritually and you can open your scriptures to the book of John and you will find where he talks about that if you're going to judge judge them righteously so we need to judge what is judge discerning it's, it's being circumspect in our searching and you're drawing out distinctions and distinguishing characteristics distinguishing morals that are to be applied to individuals who are in leadership roles who are doing the work with the kingdom 
So you need to know those who you labor with. And this includes ministers. And this includes being a part of their assignments. If they are doing the assignment of Jesus to advance the kingdom, then their assignment is Jesus' assignment. When their assignment separates from Jesus' assignments, you have trouble. I want you to look at uh, Matthew. It's 1815. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inside are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Now, some of you may be saying, I already know this in Scripture. Well, the first thing Jesus said was, Beware. See, many aren't being aware of surroundings, atmosphere, and territory because it's a mental block. See, when you have been hurt in the, the world, then when you come into Christianity by being saved, then it, it be, the first form is emotions. It has to deal with emotional trust. And you're hoping that said individual whether female or male, is the truest form, the representation of a living God when you have not looked, you have not made the adjustments in real time, looking at who they are, looking at the fruit, because this is what Jesus talks about, looking at their, their background, asking questions. But we don't ask questions because to the ministers because of how these some these certain ministers lord themselves over others as if they're on a higher platform and talking down look at what Jesus says he says first beware he tells you there are going to be false prophets you have been informed that are going there are going to be false prophets talking about church hurt but he says beware look false prophets who come to you. See, they are those who pray. They, they will come to you. They will notice you as you come through the door and they'll be the first ones to shake your hand, seek you out, grin, smooth with voice, smooth with looks. They know how to manipulate the mind because that's what they did in the world and they have not changed one bit. But inside are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them if you're aware. You will recognize them by their fruits. So what is their fruits? Well, you have to turn to Galatians chapter 5 and 22 and 23. Because their fruit should be putting on display the fruit of Holy Spirit. And if you are watching them, observing them that is being aware of watching and observing looking watching and observing and if you didn't do this there's there is no shame because now you know you just ask father to help you by his spirit maybe there's some of you that may need to repent of that maybe that was your transgression but he says beware of false prophets they're they're here jesus said You'll recognize them by their fruits. You'll insert there Galatians chapter 5 and 22 and 23. Their fruits ought to line up with the fruit of Holy Spirit. They do not gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles, do they? No. They use others to do the dirty work. That's what that is saying. They use others to do the dirty work. 
in the same way, every good tree produces good fruit. Now, Jesus is talking about this very thing. He's telling you that in his bride will be hirelings. In his bride will be people that will prey on the vulnerable. Because the vulnerable who are saved, that's your vulnerability. The problem is you haven't been born again. And it's in that stage from salvation and born again that you are vulnerable. Well, then, Michael, all, I only knew that I had to be saved. Well, then now you got to address what Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 3 through 5. Because he's talking about you have to be born again to see and enter the kingdom of heaven. So there is blame to go to leadership that has not successfully exhibited a kingdom life which showing you what born again means. So you have been saved from the wicked world, the kingdom of darkness, and brought into the power of Jesus Christ in the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus is saying a good tree, when you observe an individual, you observe them by their fruit. So now you have to have information. So what is the fruit? The fruit is Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 and 23. That's information. Now you have knowledge. And now you have to understand that anyone who is in the clergy position or servanthood, which is the commission gifts of Jesus Christ in Ephesians chapter 4, anyone in those positions, whether they are have been ordained by man, must possess and put on display the fruit of the Holy Spirit. This is what he's talking about in verse 17 and verse 18. In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit. But a bad tree produces bad fruit. Here's the distinction. Listen to what Jesus is saying. A good tree is not able to produce bad fruit. Now, the bad fruit is every opposite characteristic of the fruit of the Holy Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. That's the bad fruit. Those fruits are carnal in nature. Those fruits are elusive in nature. And predictable when you have the knowledge of the fruit of the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5.22 and 5.23. So he's saying in verse 18, a good tree is not able to produce. This is a truth. A good tree. So we are small trees connected to the vine. And Father is the vine dresser. Jesus is the vine. So your branch, a tree branch, does not bear bad fruit produce put on display nor does a bad tree put on display good fruit it has an inferior seed because there is an inferior government lurking around that is satan that's the adversary every tree that does not produce or bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire he said this is the result as a result you will recognize them by their fruits so that what he said in 19, every tree that does not produce, put on display, good fruit is cut down. They are, when you're cut down, you fall. And they're thrown into fire. They're burned. So there's an irritation involved. There's, there is an aggressive activity when you're on fire. You want to put out the fire. Then when you're consumed by the fire, you die, right? When fire consumes you. It eats away at the skin. It, it begins to destroy you. So on the inside, they are bearing the destruction of fire, displaying 
spiritually every opposite characteristic of the Spirit of the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5 and 22. So, when, you're, when you are meant to be aware, it is meant to, with no other hidden objective, is to look, observe your leaders, your servants, watch everything they do, say, speak, think, their mannerisms, their characters, and you start checking off boxes. Here's a question I want you to pose to you. Are you checking out your organization? Organization? Are you checking out your institutions or your denominations that you belong to? Who is, who is the leader? Who is the board of elders? Who is their governing administration? And their fruit. Not what they write on a sheet of paper. See, when they're checking you out to make sure that you fit within a paradigm that they have uh, structured, you want to ask them about their foundation. And there's nothing wrong about asking about foundation and structure. I'm not saying, tell me your testimony. I'm not saying when you got born again. I'm talking about what is your life like? How do you treat your spouse? How do you treat your children? How is your fellowships? What is your relationship with the Son? What is your relationship with the Father? What is your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Checking them out. What, what, what do you stand for as a representative of Jesus Christ and the presence of Abba Father? The kingdom of Abba Father, excuse me. No commercials on this side. No breaks. I'm going to get into this. We've got about well, 15, 17 minutes left on the radio side. So there are three processes I want you to write down because I'm going to get into the 12 unhealthy warning signs. Now, I talked about one of the warning signs last night, so this might be a fallover or a spillover to the next show. I don't want to ram this down your throat, but I want to, I want to like get the foot off the pedal and kind of slow this bad boy down and go at a nice, even pace so that you can grab on and you can get off and you can test all things, you can prove all things, you can hold fast to what is true. And if the spurring inside of you and, and having things come up out of you, that's okay. Write them down. Send over an email to Night Moves HDQ if you want to talk about it. If you have been hurt, if you have gone through any type of abuse from your church or denomination, and you want to be free, Night Moods is the platform that's going to help you be free in this series. There is no rush in this series. Three processes I want you to know how to handle when you have been offended. Because we got to figure out, before the warning signs, let's, let's look at the processes of how you need to handle being offended. Because you know the offense. The offense has cultivated a certain uncertainty in your life that you can't trust the next follower of the way. You can't trust the next servant who extends a, a welcome hand to you and the first thing you see is the predator from which you escape out of. And you, you never received help. And I want to apologize to all of the night owls. And if you're not a night owl listening to the program and you have gone through church abuse because it sickens my brain, I want to apologize for all these immature hirelings 
and jack-of-all-trades and wolves in sheep clothing who have worked to destroy your life. I want to apologize on their behalf. If they won't apologize, then know and understand that I am apologizing truthfully because it just sickens my brain. It distresses my brain. It puts my brain at dis-ease every time we hear or I hear of individuals in the body who have been abused, manipulated, or coerced by their church. And they have not got any restitution as an I'm sorry. But you have been portrayed as you started it. It has been portrayed as you chose to initiate. And that means the same thing as you started. But it's being portrayed as they're the victim and you're the defendant. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. Because we're going to get to the offense. The offense is what needs to happen ecclesiastically going to the church. And then when you've gone to the church, what happens? But first you have to understand process in the kingdom. Because you seek first the kingdom in all legal matters. And when something has been done illegally to you or against the law, violates moral law, then you've got to go to the Father. Because you need His rule. The supreme rule. You need His, His, His activation judiciously. Hebrews 4 and 16, this is with confidence going before the throne of, of God. I'm going to bring this up here. We do it on the relaxation side of the show. It's part of the secret place here. Um, I should know this by heart, but I don't want to mess it up because I want you to understand this. You want to go before the courtroom. First process. Here's the examples biblically and scripturally that I want you to understand. Now, why am I repeating myself? Because I understand I may be talking to different paradigms in how people think. So biblically and scripturally mean the same thing. Therefore, let us approach with confidence to the throne of grace. And who is at the throne of grace? The throne is where our Heavenly Father and He presides as King. And you want the King to rule. So, in order that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. So, you need the King's authority and His rulership to change atmosphere and territory. That's why you go before your king who is on a throne and you go before him in confidence because he's given you his spirit. And what I'm saying is when you have been through church hurt, you still have a pattern and a, a pattern to go to your heavenly father. And if you do the things in the scriptures, you will have the results from your heavenly father and Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's process one. Now, <clears throat> the other process, the second one is Luke chapter 18. Because you have to understand how to address your Heavenly Father, how to address your King, and how to address your Judge. These are characteristics of our Heavenly Father. Because He is our Heavenly Father. But He is also a King. He is also a Judge. So when you deal with him as a king, you're, deal, you're dealing with your king 
with dominion and and that has to do with territory and those in the environment to be under his rulership you 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 tracking with me so Luke 18 talks greatly in the second process of what you do to initiate your breakthrough in getting through church hurt. You're going before your judge. And Luke 18, starting at chapter chapter 18, verses 4 through verse 8, our Messiah is giving an analogy, an example of an unjust judge. So, you're dealing with an unjust servant leader, a, a clergy, a cleric, an administrator, an elder board. They're unjust because they're not treating you justly when they're harming you and bringing damage to you. So you bring the case before your heavenly father. Why? Pay attention. Um, and this is Jesus talking in Luke chapter 18. This is the second process. If you want to understand how to Step and initiate yourself through church breakthrough, but you cannot trust brothers and sisters who are servant leaders because you come out of a situation that you have been harmed, you have been abused, you have been wounded, you have been offended, you have been damaged from a toxic environment in a toxic atmosphere. That's the place, the environment of the people in a toxic territory. That's on the property. Jesus is talking about going before an unjust judge. And he, in the middle of this, he switches to Heavenly Father. The just judge. So this is a legal matter that you have to understand. And there is a widow who's going before the unjust judge. But she continues to go at him. And she is in pursuit. She is intentional about getting justice. So now you have to be intentional about getting justice from your Heavenly Father, as Jesus said. Now, when you do what Jesus says, you'll have the results that Jesus gives. Luke 18, chapter 18, verse 4. And he was not willing, talking about the unjust judge, for a time. But after these things, he said to himself, even if I do not fear God, or respect people yet because this widow is causing trouble for me. Remember, she's intentional. Second process to stepping through breakthrough from your church hurt. Second process is you're going before the judge. Listen to what he says in verse 5. Yet because of the widow, she's causing trouble for me. I will grant her justice so that she does not wear me down in the end by her coming back. Pay attention to what Jesus says here. And Jesus said, Listen to what the unrighteous judge is saying. Now, verse 7. And will not God surely see to it that justice is done to his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? And will he delay toward them? Verse 8. Pay attention. I tell you, the, I tell you that God the Father will see to it that justice is done for them soon. All you have to do is simply Continue intentionally going before your heavenly father as judge. And do the things that Jesus said and you'll have the results that you need. 
because now you're asking your heavenly father as judge to do what adjudicate you give you relief from your adversary and in this moment your adversary is your abuser who happens to be one who is serving Jesus mission and so father's gonna move quickly when he's dealing with people promoting his kingdom and who are not serving his kingdom did you catch what I just said people are promoting and marketing his kingdom are preying upon the children of God people who are serving his kingdom are serving with the kingdom brothers and sisters this is the second process now the third process has to do with the offense see now once you have gone before your king in Hebrews 4 and 16 then you go back and address him as your judge because you have a time of need you need to have relief from your adversary your adversary is his adversary who has possessed and manipulated the one who is doing what promoting and marketing his kingdom versus the one who is serving as one of his servants is not going to abuse you pay attention to what I'm saying so now you go before the church because now you got to let them know that you have now gone to your supreme judge and you have asked father to adjudicate so if your brother has sinned against you go correct him between you and him alone now why am I doing this because you you're you're putting him on notice I went to the father to deal with you and this is what Jesus has to do this is a legal matter and we're talking about church hurts and we may not get to the 12 so we know we got some work to do in the next couple series now if your brother sins against you go correct him between you and him alone now that's going to take some courage now you do that publicly you never do that privately you do that publicly because he can't act crazy and manipulate you or control you because now you have an advantage you're in the public so if goofball one female or male wants to act crazy you just draw the attention to where you're at I'm with crazy said person I'm being assaulted help 911 they'll come calling they'll come running so now you're making this done if your brother sins against you go you go and correct them these are words of Jesus so you're going with confidence because you have the power of the Holy Spirit with you you're doing this publicly and not in the church office where he says I'll only meet you at the church office fooey I'm gonna set up an appointment on this set of time and guess what because we're in 2022 I'll have this on live if you don't show up because I asked you to, to meet me publicly go correct him between you and him alone if he listens to you you have gained a brother now if he receives you you have gained him but if he does not listen take with you so now you got to do it a second time this is the process be be with courage because if he doesn't receive you and nine times out of ten that the said mm, defendant will not receive you he'll probably blame you or accuse you for doing this so now you let that subside you make the call again I need to meet with you to make this right between you and me publicly in a setting and you show up with one or two so that by the testimony of two or three witnesses every matter may be established 
So you establish it first with our Heavenly Father as judge, Luke chapter 18, verse 4 through 8. Then you go to the accuser with confidence first in public setting. That way you have the advantage, you have the control. If he acts crazy or goofy, 911, or with, with where we're at in our generation, everything's on camera, right? You can also let him know I'm going to record this. Do you have, is it okay? Do I have your consent? He may say no, don't record. That's why you bring a witness. The witness, one or two, to establish the testimony. And if he refuses to listen to the witnesses, tell it to the church. That means you now have to go before the church. See, you have gone before the judge first, who is now adjudicated in the matter, but he, you now have been given paperwork to do certain things, even though Father has adjudicated because he wants to see his work done, that he's watching to perform it. So Jesus says, and if he refuses to listen to the one or two witnesses, tell it to the church. But if he refuses to listen to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. That means you get away, Titanic's about to go down. Three processes. And looks like Night Owl's here in the lab are running out of time. But we got some work to do. So join me again inside the lab. We're going to do series three, and I will get to the 12 warning signs. Hope this has been awesome for you. I want to hear from you. Let me know what you think about the, this series. How do you see yourself now? Do you have a little bit more confidence? Let's talk about it on the other side. This is Michael here in the lab. I will check you out again, be with you again tomorrow night, 1030 start time for series three of getting through your breakthrough church hurts here in the lab. There's a lot going on to put this show together. And I want you to realize that you can't fly through this. You have, you have sustained yourself up to this moment. And if you just stay the course, stay with me on this, as I give you the 12 warning signs to look for and break down the, these 12 warning signs, I'm breaking down the unhealthy and then the healthy parts, aspects of these 12 warning signs. And if you're dealing with church hurt, or the church herd is dealing with you, meaning you can't trust or you don't know where to go. You don't know where to, to say your peace in and get your, get your relief. I'm going to be helping you out with getting that done. But again, we can't just plow through it because I would do a disservice with just saying it's this, this point A, point B, point C, do A, B, C, do X, Y, Z. I'll talk to you later. So we got to slow this down. I, we got to get this so that you can put your teeth on it. You can place yourself in it. You can now apply yourself in it. And then you can muster up that courage, that faith, that energy. And heck, if I, I could be of any service of being with you in that moment, hey, you reach out to me. Um, that's what I'm called to do. Your freedom and your liberation. But we're going to jump into this really and, and really take the slow process or jumping in taking the slow steps to help you get free 
It, you didn't jump into the abuse. The abuse happened over steps, over seasons. And then once he's, he got you down or she got you down, then they tightened up. And they feel like you, you're underneath an elephant. So part three, I am going to do all I can to break through the 12 warning signs to get you. And then we're going to part four. We're going to come out of it, get you with some steps to come through the breakthrough. See, so you're at the door. And this is the apprehension. And this is a good place to stop because now you can go back and push replay and listen and go back and push replay and then put yourself in it and then go back and push replay and then begin to apply these steps. Then hopefully, and I pray hopefully, courage will return to you. Your dignity will return to you because this wasn't your fault. And even if it was your fault, meaning if you thought something different or whatever the responsibilities are because we, there is a responsibility that we all play but when people are preying on the vulnerable there's no fault at all period full stop when people are preying on the, the, the vulnerable then they pray and they get the vulnerable ones to believe that what is happening is supposed to happen and then when they find another vulnerable one what do they do with you you're trash. Now get out. We're about to take all that and dump that out into the refuge, refuse, and we're about to put on some clean clothes. So part three in this series, Church Hurts, how to get through your breakthrough. Going to establish 12 warning signs, the unhealthy warning signs that you should be aware of, observant for, to keep you free. From these predators in the pulpit it's michael here in night moods hdq thank you for listening to the channel and i look forward to hearing from you to help build community remember to subscribe and like this channel we're building night moods hdq community and we can't do it without your support if you like the show and you want to hear some of the commercials that will be coming out support the commercials it helps us keep the show vibrant keep it with excellence and we get to produce more content for you so a couple things subscribe connect with us help build community and share until then i'll talk to you guys next time right here inside the lab with yours truly until then have a good night